0: Welcome Grand Slam podcast fans, I am your host Brandon Anderson and we are back from the hiatus, the break, it is 2022, this is the first episode of season 2 of the Grand Slam podcast and let me tell you, we're not going away anytime soon, there is so much things to cover, I am expanding this podcast further out than just the Pioneer League and the Rocky Mountain Vibes coverage and reaching and stretching out on the road to 2023 with the kickoff of the XFL returning courtesy of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Danny Garcia, and Redbird Capital. There's so much news to dive into with the XFL, but on this episode today, I want to talk about the biggest thing that a sports fan can ever do, and that is having season tickets to your favorite professional sports team there is. Whether it is a minor league club or private baseball league like the Pioneer League, whether it's the XFL, or whether... It's the NHL. I have held all three, and I will discuss my experiences with those clubs, those organizations, how the season ticket process works, why it is cheaper to become a season ticket holder, especially if you're going to go to many of games during a season, and different options that teams may have as a season ticket holder. So that we'll dive into, but first off, With some sad news, I want to go ahead. I am re-recording this episode. Originally, I recorded it prior to Christmas. I had issues uh, uploading it. It failed. It did not work. So that's okay. Not a problem. I'm re-recording it. Today is December 31st. The episode will air tonight. Um, We'll have two episodes. Uh, Episode 18 and 19 will be posted tonight and right as the clock strikes midnight those these episodes will go up so again happy new years but um to kind of touch basis on that sad news as many of you know i am a wildland firefighter i'm a volunteer wildland firefighter i'm um, outside my uh, nine to five job if you want to call it that and the city of boulder colorado is currently um, under evacuation they have been since yesterday Uh, the wind conditions up in the boulder area which is near denver colorado if you're not familiar with colorado and they experienced a down power line or a couple of them that sparked a wildland fire at that point when that uh, fire struck it spread And not the no pun intended, but it spread like a wildfire, basically, and that's exactly what it did. It at this moment, um, the last report last night we got was that there was over five hundred homes destroyed. This is the largest devastating um, damage that a wildfire or fire has done in the state of Colorado, and it it, it's sad. Um, My thoughts go out to all the victims Um, this is not a way to start out a new year Um, but a lot of these people were waking up this morning and still may not know that their houses are burned down unfortunately Um, so just want to send out thoughts to them thoughts to the first responders out there working that extra mile to get this fire under control Uh, mother nature may help with that today they are expecting quite a bit of snow in that area um, which is just crazy to think that it started on December 30th in the middle of winter, and here we are. I, I mean, this is, there's a lot of climate issues going on in Colorado. We have had a very, very dry winter, and that is kind of expected of what is going to happen the rest of the year, is what we've understood through the wildland fire realm of things. Um, unfortunately, uh, my department was not activated for this fire. Um, we are quite a ways away from Boulder, probably over about 70, 80 miles. Um, but, uh, we were not part of the strike team that went up there from our, uh, surrounding partners in our city. If that changes, I will definitely, uh, note that on the future podcast, but I will give an update as time goes on next week um of what uh, essentially happened with this fire is very sad um and there are many of uh resources out there if you would like to donate to uh these families these victims the first responders um, I believe you can go on to the city of Boulder, Colorado's website. Um, you should be able to Google it and they have an official donation page that is ran by the city. Um, so it's, it's just, it's horrific that, I mean, we're a week out from Christmas. Um, a lot of people do celebrate uh, Christmas and other things during the holidays. And to be, forced out of your home yesterday due to a wildland fire and then to know or um, to not know at this point if your your house is even standing again over 500 homes were lost that was the initial report last night and that was just in as far as I know it was just in about uh, five to eight hours that that happened so very sad tragic news out of Colorado this is Something that is becoming very normal in Colorado, um, sort of like you see in the state of California. The climate here is just changing, uh, whether that is to global warming um, or um, something to that extent. There is a lot to deal with, Um, but again, thank you to all the first responders out there for trying to save what homes they could. Um, and trying to get this fire out um, as quickly as possible. Um, But again, I just want to reiterate that, like I said, I am a wildland firefighter, a volunteer one, and um, hopefully I sat back last night watching the devastating uh, news coverage of it and kind of felt a little helpless because we were not called to this. Um, This is what I volunteer for and kind of was a little – little stab in the heart if you want to call it that just being helpless of not being able to help in any way um, at least on a firefighter side so um, but let's go ahead and move on to our main topic today which is being a season ticket holder so we will uh, venture off into some different realms of being a season ticket holder and then Um, At the end of the episode, I will run over some uh, news bits from the XFL over the last month that have developed and what we are looking forward to in the next um, 30 days or 60 days from the XFL and that uh, group that is bringing the XFL back. Couple weeks down the road, I will essentially be doing some episodes on the XFL. If you're not familiar with it, it is a uh, spring football a league that essentially has um, tried twice. It failed in twenty or two thousand one. It was an epic fail, and then of course, uh, COVID nineteen hit in two thousand. Nineteen, or sorry 2020 when it started and at that point it was five uh games in and the season was canceled and then they um uh, wwe owner vince mcmahon who owned the xfl uh basically put the league into bankruptcy court um, which was then bought out by uh dwayne the rock johnson danny garcia and redbird capital to bring it back bigger and better than ever which we'll get into that next um, on the next episode, which is also airing after this one. So you can catch both of these episodes. That is about spring football leagues and the ups and downs of that. So look forward to discussing that with everyone. But let's go ahead and get into the first bit of news in this is season ticket holder. And I bring to you a article that... Uh, comes from St. John Fisher College uh, from the Fisher Digital Publications. And this was actually wrote back in spring of 2014. So quite a ways back, but it still represents of what season ticket whole, c- season tickets are, what the teams are looking for out of it. And this article was written by Stephen M. Castro Jr. Um, so the basically understanding what season ticket holders do their buying behaviors and why it is a big thing to have season ticket holders, whether it be in baseball um, with the pioneer league uh, all the way up to your prof- professional sports teams. Um, it's basically to increase the average dollar spent from the fans, um, which is important for an organization's bottom line. Um, existing literature focuses on, general attendance versus the unique population of season ticket holders having already invested fans consume more due to the higher attendance can increase the bottom line by having in this article the Rochester Red Wing season ticket holders fill out a survey um, which will uncover their buying behaviors and what affects their attendance the results um, show Aroma is how uh, fans decide what concessions to buy, what new merchandise is, and how fans decide of what merchandise to buy out of that um, new merchandise that they put out. And that that kind of goes back to the Rocky Mountain Vibes is they have some great merchandise. Um, they've had some very good merchandise over the two seasons that the Rocky Mountain Vibes have uh, been in organization. They are constantly selling out of stuff, and then also making some rare um, releases of T-shirts and stickers and things like that. Um, so the the overall thing they're looking at in a season ticket here is here's how this kind of works. Is based on this article, the increasing the season ticket holders overall attendance is the first behavior of um, this example which is for a baseball team so going into the article it states on a warm summer day you think what a great day to be at a ballpark the feeling of the warm sun the smell of the fresh cut grass and the excitement of being at the game makes it worth being a season ticket holder Plus, you're enjoying the game with the uh, same fans and friends which you've known for the last five years. After seven long innings, it's time to stretch your legs and go grab some, something to eat for dinner. You take a stroll around the ballpark and head towards your favorite concession stand. As the stand comes into sight, it hits you. It's Wednesday. The dinner you are so eager to have and would make this night perfect is not available. Again. So you shrug it off like you have done so many times before and figure you'll you'll swing by the merchandise store to see if there's any new product out. After looking around for a second, you realize you have bought everything in the store. As you head back towards your seat, you start to think about how hungry you are and that your son will be disappointed because you didn't buy him something new from the store like you promised. After sitting back in your seat, you bring up your... Bad experience to other fans, and they agree, all agree. Coming on a Wednesday night, not the best. If the Red Wings only had open concessions they wanted, open concessions they wanted, and a few new products in the store, then it would make the weekday game so much better. So let me stop there. So I have personally experienced this exact same thing, just at the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Um, you go to it's late in a game, or even if you get it at the game, and it's the same food, the same merchandise, and everything when you go into the game. And what I, I believe here is that when these organizations bring in these season ticket holders, those are your primary accommodations or a custom to who you're going to basically market everything to because they are your fans that are there every single game we you hope you hope your season ticket holders yeah they paid for their tickets but that doesn't mean that they've actually came in and essentially came to the game every time there is a game so that that's something that is to be looked at and I like I said I've experienced that I've gone to a game I've got up to get food and realized that my favorite um concession stand which was a barbecue place that they had this past season Humboldt barbecue shout out to them that they were closed they weren't there that game or the uh concession stands were running out of food or they didn't have what you wanted or it's the same old type of food different day um the Biggest issue you have as a season ticket holder is being there for every game. Yes, that souvenir merchandise shop, they release certain things here and there that are limited edition. But other than that, it's the same items over and over again. So it's basically for these teams, it is um, imperative for the, the companies to find different ways To increase their revenue, Um, some examples of increasing that uh, revenue based on this article with the bottom line would include using more energy efficient lights, lowering insurance premium and producing a optimal efficiency and producing an optimal efficiency in this day of age, keeping an open door when it comes to listening to your customers will bring a large return. Uh, The Rochester Red Wings, a minor league affiliate of the Minnesota Twins, could use additional revenue like many other teams. In sports and any other industry, knowing how to satisfy your customers and give them a better experience will bring additional dollars to the organization. The organization, basically, this is why the information would be so helpful to the Red Wings is because they can better understand their most avid fans and how to better satisfy them. With more satisfied uh, fans, they will attend more games. The end goal will be higher overall revenue for the additional dollars spent on concessions and merchandise. There is limited research uh, that the season ticket holders' attendance, or for the season ticket um, holders' attendance. Therefore, there is an opportunity to build on previous studies which have been conducted. In addition to this research, Um, We'll be adding to classical learning theory. This will be all possible because the Red Wings will understand their fans better because they are willing to listen by keeping their doors open. So again, in theory to this article, like I was saying, you have to have more options available for food because when you have someone especially in like the Pioneer League of all places um, and these smaller A-League, AA, A teams that if you're a season ticket holder and you're actually going to the games regularly and actually being there for every game, the food and merchandise and things like that go stale quickly. I know for a fact that when I went into the uh, 2021 season, or yeah, the 2021 season um, back in May, we were kinda coming out of the pandemic and a lot of times we were eating at home for the most part. Um, My family, my kids and stuff, and myself, occasionally would go out to eat um, here and there because obviously a lot of stuff was shut down over 2020 into 2021. And the big thing that I learned was all that, like, food that they had, the fried food, made me sick over the fe- the first couple, like, weeks of baseball because it was just fried food. That's all they had at the games. There was nothing really different. I don't eat hot dogs. I know. Call me crazy. I'm a baseball fan. Don't eat hot dogs. But there's not that much of a vi- variety. And this year was the first year that the Rocky Mountain Vibes did not have – the um affiliation or the the sponsorship of a pizza organization this i think this is actually the first time in history um that i do not remember either domino's pizza or papa john's being their sponsor and having a stand where you could buy one of their small pizzas for five or ten bucks where now they have a stand that has i i believe they go out and buy pizza and bring it in because it looks like one of the major chains of pizza and they sell it for five dollars a slice a slice when i could have bought a full pizza for ten dollars in prior season in 2019 so that is something that is massive with being a season ticket holder and then of course your merchandise like They did not get much new merchandise over the season. I mean, like I said, they had the uh, few limited edition T-shirts for Friday the 13th. The Western um, kickoff for the rodeo, they had a special edition shirt for that. Um, Opening night, they had a uh, special edition shirt as well those all I got. I, I bought those. I purchased those. They are awesome. Some were questionable on the price. Um, I felt that some were higher than others and it really didn't make much sense. So when we look at the, being a season ticket holder, that is one thing that may actually be a benefit of being a season ticket holder to a professional, uh, sports team like NBA, MLB, Those arenas and those venues, the ballparks, they have so many different stands and concessions with variety that it helps kind of level out essentially that food. So I think as a, a ideal situation with, concessions and things like that i would i'll be honest with you i would not mind if they at one point they charged you as you walked in the gate or you could do it before the game on your digital app that you pay five five bucks a person to bring food in now that sounds a little crazy but if you're able to bring in fast food and they you're paying them they're not losing out on concessions And people are able to bring food in. I think that could work as well. Um, But that doesn't help the underlining of the concession stands. And, again, I've talked on previous episodes when we did not think the Rocky Mountain Vibes were coming back that those concession stands are ran by local high schools and middle schools, I believe, for donations. So that could cut into that and play a role in that as well. But there's a lot of options they can do. Um, The Rocky Mountain Vibes have four concession stands, main concession stands. They have one that's a private, or two that are considered private businesses. And then they have their Tosi's Tavern, which is the bar. Um, As far as I know, you can order food there as well. And then, of course, they they introduced the uh, no-contact app, where you could order food through the app and pick it up or they would deliver it to your seat. I don't think they actually ever deliver it to a seat I never saw that once available. Um, you always had to go to a designated spot in the stadium to get that. But again, it's all the same food. So if as a marketing technique, you could basically change up each stand to have different um, food. And some do, some don't. Um, some are very minor compared to the other stands, but I think even changing it up at different home stands could work as well of what you're offering. And that could essentially bring in that revenue. And then also, uh, yes, merchandise costs a lot. And if it's not selling, that's a, another big issue. Um, but there's a lot of things they could essentially bring in to help out with getting new product out there, maybe even getting new jerseys, um, and to be able to sell those uh, to the fans or whatnot would be significantly different. So the biggest thing that affects, when we look at this article, the biggest thing that affects uh, attendance to season ticket holders is, is a sports when you look at it, a sports organization needs people in attendance in order to have consumpt- consumption of their concession merchandise products. Therefore, knowing the factors which have the greatest impact on season ticket holders' attendance is important. This ses- section of the article discusses those factors which include pricing, promotions, stadium, and fan identity. Each factor will show the effects it has on the attendance of sports fans. This study takes into account of other causes which the Red Wings wouldn't have direct control over. Um, These elements, which will not be discussed, include weather, winning, losing, and others. Understanding concession pricing is valuable information because the effects it has on the consumers. In addition, this section will discuss how the organization's revenue can be increased or decreased because of the buying habits of the season ticket holders. Factors such as impulse buying help to explain why this particular fan base purchases the merchandise and concessions they buy. So of course you have pricing. There are some differences and uh, similarities between MLB and minor league baseball. When it comes to pricing, there have been research conducted which shows an effect on attendance and revenue in both leagues. Uh, Different ticket pricing strategies include valuable ticket pricing and demand ticket pricing. Now, I think this kind of goes back to my last episode with the dynamic ticket uh, pricing setup. Um, And that essentially is kind of what this article is going into and how I've talked about it in the last episode with the dynamic ticket pricing, it just seems that this is the route teams are going. Um, obviously, this article is from 2014, but nothing <laughs> in general has really changed in that aspect. So it's it's one of these things where teams are looking to, one, recuperate money from COVID. Um, we did have a season that was lost, obviously, in 2020 um, for most teams. And then, of course, maybe attendance was down in some areas in some teams for the 2021 season with the fear of COVID or whatnot or other things uh, focusing on uh, where weather issues, kind of what that article was saying, these other factors that aren't related to concessions, merchandise, and whatnot. Um, But overall, the season ticket... um, or deal with teams is it? It's a pretty significant thing. They they're guaranteed basically a seat for the entire season of home games. So that is guaranteeing you revenue. Now, again, as the article talked, you've got to find ways to keep your season ticket holders from coming through the gate. Uh, essentially, at the end of the day, because a lot of these uh, lower league. Uh, Teams like the Rocky Mountain Vibes let you exchange your tickets for other seats if you don't use them during the season. So, not only are they losing out on your seat, they are giving you additional tickets at the end if you're exchanging them. That's how it's worked. Well, I've been a season ticket holder, I've done that. Um, There's been times I have three season tickets, and sometimes I'll just go, I'll take my kids at some point. And I'll have extra tickets left over by the end of the season where I try to get everyone to go that I know and uh, get a bunch of tickets. So if you can keep your season ticket holder coming every single game um, to entertain them, have a variety of merchandise and uh, concessions, that essentially will help out. Uh, keeping that bottom line, and keeping that season ticket holder, basically renewing their season ticket pass every year, and that's kind of where I want to take a quick break, and then we'll go ahead and get into the main topic of today, which is my view of being a season ticket holder with three different organizations, uh, from NHL to XFL, and now to the Pioneer League, of course. So, this is a great segue into the main topic. So let me rewind for you a little bit. Um, so it was, I believe, back in 2015. 2014-2015, um, I believe, is when um, myself and my wife became a season ticket holder, um, which was a discounted um, package for the Colorado Avalanche NHL hockey team. And we got the lowest package they had. Obviously, we we live in Colorado Springs. The uh, Colorado Avalanche play in Denver, which is about a 65, 70-mile drive to their arena, which they play at the Ball Arena. used to be the Pepsi Center. And... Basically, what we chose is their lowest package of season tickets. Um, So you picked, I believe it was 15 games over the course of the season, and you got tickets to those games, but you were still considered a season ticket holder, got the benefits, and I believe the benefits that the Colorado Avalanche offered um, was a uh, cheaper discount for parking. Um, You got, I believe, a pass for $25 to those 15 games, and then um, you got all kinds of other perks. I know there was a discount at the merchandise stand and um, potentially a discount um, on concessions. But overall, we went to all 15 games that we we paid for. I think maybe actually there's one we did not attend um, that we gave tickets to a friend or whatnot. But the package overall was a very great thing to do you got to go to hockey it was manageable um I think it was about 200 dollars per ticket or maybe a little less than that maybe 150 per ticket uh for the 15 games or whatnot so it evened out pretty well it was we we picked the very top of the arena um, which still was great seats and overall also had priority picks to playoff tickets uh the Avalanche that year did not make the playoffs, I don't believe, Um, or they may have, no, they did make the playoffs and then lost to Minnesota in the first round, but we got priority um, tickets for those playoff games, and that is a huge thing that most all season ticket packages come with, are priority uh, purchases for playoff tickets if the team makes the playoffs, uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes do it. The XFL did it uh, when I went for the Dallas Renegades. So there, there's all these benefits of being a season ticket holder that you may not get as a normal person that just goes to a game here and there, which is understandable. You're, you're paying the team upfront money to guarantee you the same seat every time you go to a game. And that's kind of how that works out. And as I had talked about in the uh, dynamic uh, seating pricing thing that the uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes are doing for the 2022 season, what they're basically telling fans is if you're a season ticket holder, you're locked in place for a certain amount of money that you're paying, where compared to a very expensive game like, fourth of july game the labor day game the uh more i think memorial day maybe another one they they play on but those tickets are going to be higher for the public to purchase up to a hundred dollars a seat in the premium sections that they are considering premium view and it's just crazy to me that that's a thing but it may work for them it may not um Who knows at this point? We will see after the season. But What I found for the 2019 uh, season where I was the first time season ticket holder for the Rocky Mountain Vibes was the fact that they offered such a great package for their premium season tickets where um, not only did you get a gift um, at the end of the season, um, you got also um, a Toasty, which is the mascot for Rocky Mountain Vibes, if you're new here. Um, A uh, metal mug uh, for uh, basically hot cocoa or something. Um, You got that. You got a free beer with every game, and that was per seat. So I had two season tickets. 90% of the time, I had my daughter go with me. And when that happened, I had two free beers to drink every game. 90% 90% of the time I try not to do that. Um but occasionally here and there I if if my daughter was not there I'd have the two if she was there I'd drink the first beer before even the game started. Um so by the time the game's up with all the food and other consumption of soda and stuff like that I didn't have to really worry about any of that type of intoxication or anything like that. So that's a big big thing another story for another podcast of parents drinking at games and becoming oblivious to what their ch- children are doing we saw that a lot in 2019 and 2021 seasons but not to get off topic so we ended up getting a beer which was nice because the value of the beer i believe was eight dollars and fifty cents per game um so you were basically paying if you leveled out the cost of the beer for the 42 or 43 games that um, you're going to you essentially were paying you're the nothing for the actual ticket itself or the the seat. and from what I remember, the uh, season ticket holder gift was a frame photo they did, I believe. But there was all different kinds of perks. You were allowed to get in the stadium 15 minutes early. Um, for some odd reason, that also included on promotion nights where they did, like, scavenger hunts for money. Um, I know I exercised that at one point and uh, essentially found two of the piggy banks they were looking for. This, I think, was when they were giving out the uh, Disney trip. Um Came close to winning that, but did not. Um, so there's a lot to to offer that the vibes offered in 2019. Now, obviously, the season was canceled in 2020. Uh, uh, 2020, essentially because of COVID. So we don't really know what the package deal was for 2020 yet. I know there was not free beer in that one. Um, they kind of, I think they learned their lesson that that cost them a lot of money and it was not the brightest idea ever, Um, but it was great as being a fan, that's for sure, because there's a lot of craft beers that are local here in Colorado that they um, essentially offered at the games, but for the 2021 season, I I almost feel like this was a downfall for the Rocky Mountain Vibes organization. Of course, it was the first year that they were not funded by MLB entirely, and they were officially part of the Pioneer League as this independent uh, league or whatnot. And they just really did nothing for season ticket holders. We we got, I think it was60 dollars in toasty bucks, which was um, valid for merchandise, for food and things like that that you could spend. Um, $60 bucks was not that much because they were in $10 increments, and it was very, very, very hard to spend it because not a lot of people knew the regulations. Like I had spoken earlier about the concession stands here at the Rocky Mountain Vibes game, they are usually done all by volunteers from high schools and middle schools for band and other athletics for – They work off of tips, essentially, and they didn't know the rules left and right for these Toasty Bucks. I mean, there's times I'd spend a $10 one and only spend like 6 bucks, and they would not allow anything with the remainder. Um, The the rule of thumb, from my understanding, was they were supposed to cross out the $10 um, on the actual Toasty Bucks and write the remaining amount. The only time I actually had that happen is any time I spent at the merchandise shop that they did that. These concession stands never did that. You basically had to spend $10 or more at the concession stand to make sure that you got basically your toasty buck worth its value or whatnot. So learned a lesson there of not buying those again. Um, I would rather just have cash and buy as I go for the season, which I plan on doing this year, I don't even know if they're going toasty bucks still. Um, we have not heard anything on that for the 2022 season, but essentially they, um, when we look back at, and let me pull it up here on their website for the 2021 season, um, for, uh, for essentially the season tickets they offered a like i said a lot less and most of their value that they were doing was not never actually happened and let me go ahead and pull this up here let's see where 2021 season tickets i'm trying to look they have an infograph for it that explains everything um that they do so let me Pull this up here okay so the 2021 season ticket memberships benefits include the following so what they did was they essentially obviously gave you the right to pick your seat. Um, now the problem with this was, <laughs> this is what was weird up front. So first off, you had to become a member of the Vibe Tribe membership. So what that was, was exclusive membership benefits. You got $20 in stadium cash. Again, I had three season tickets, so I got 60 which was the Toasty Bucks. Exclusive merch- membership holder gift. Um... I think that was a t-shirt. It was not that special. Um, priority access to all 2021 events. We did not get any priority access to any. And they really didn't have any other 2021 events. Other than Nitro Circus after the fact. Um, I think everything else was included at the games. That they did. But they, they did not have any other events. They had talked about doing more drive-in movies. Um, that they did during the COVID time, but nope, they did not do that. And then first rights to upgraded twenty twenty one membership plan. So if you took the basic one the last time, you have the right to upgrade it. And then you got a fifteen percent off merchandise discount. That's the other thing I forgot to mention in the twenty nineteen season is you got a twenty percent discount. It actually may have been higher. It may have been thirty percent if I am not mistaken. So they lowered that, um, and this membership cost fifty bucks. Now, of course, that fifty dollars did go towards your uh, season ticket, so not the worst thing ever. But then, when you looked at the twenty twenty one season ticket membership, the benefits included exclusive membership holder gift. Um, I honestly I cannot remember other than that T shirt we got. I think that's what they gave us. Um, up to. savings on box office prices. I had not heard of anyone actually doing that. I don't even know if that was offered. Um, You obviously got your um, $20 in Toasty Tokens and so much s'more, as they put it. There was no more. That is like the most ridiculous thing ever because there was not more added on to it um something else they changed on here which i'm seeing this post was from december of last year so about a year ago and what's weird is they had mentioned on one of the flyers that they were going to give a contest out to do the first pitch that never that's no longer even on this flyer that originally got sent out to um actual season ticket holders so that's definitely kind of weird um but I did get to throw out the pitch at one of the games. essentially. Oh that was I apologize. That was another thing I forgot about in the uh, 2019 packages. You got to throw out the first pitch uh, during one of the games. And then there was also a uh, private uh, batting practice for season ticket holders, which I unfortunately in 2009 19 missed because they did not send the information out. And they posted it on social media after the fact. Uh, It was kind of weird. I was lucky enough I got to do it this year, um, which was pretty fun. My uh, youngest son got to go to and uh, actually got to hit, which was just amazing. Um, So, essentially, when you look at these season ticket plans, they have gone downhill drastically since 2019 when they were essentially starting the organization or whatnot as the Rocky mountain vibes. And again, there's a lot of things that go into cost that they would probably be losing money, but I, I am highly disappointed because when we look at 2022 season tickets. There is like nothing on their season ticket plans. And let me go ahead and pull up that. So I can explain that to you guys. Um, of what is offered this year because I, I if i'm not mistaken, it's even less than what it was so the 2022 season tickets i am showing so the season ticket pass there's obviously we talked about this in the dynamic uh pricing uh episode or whatnot the last episode was for the 2020 season, they're doing a premium and a standard. Your um, premium is 48 games uh, based on the rows you're sitting in and then standard. My ticket uh, price based on where I sit is the standard. That season ticket package does not really say that they're offering anything. That's weird. I swear they were offering something. So... I think there was a gift that they're giving away if I'm not mistaken. based on the email um, that I remember looking at the email here I'm not 100% sure I see it let me see on the letter they sent us no it doesn't talk about anything that they're actually doing other than you're getting to basically avoid paying up to $100 per game. Um, so again, there there's nothing that the Rocky Mountain Vibes are offering as season ticket holders unless something changes. And I could be completely wrong about this. I am just going through everything. and I don't see anything. I know there was talk about a gift, but they did not know what that gift was when I had emailed them back. Um, but... When we look at it, they are essentially trying to, for this year, as we talked about in the earlier part of this episode in that article, is the Rocky Mountain Vibes are going to try this year to revamp their concessions, give more exciting theme nights and new merchandise, um, all while finishing in the top three in attendance. So... Oh, they they were saying that they are there's still ways they can um, improve in the stadium experience revamped concessions and exciting theme nights that kind of fell through in 2000 this year 2021 for or last year based on when this uh, podcast is airing but that that's the problem with this is as time is going on they're offering less and less and less and less. The ticket pricing is a little bit different, obviously, but it's not that much of a difference in what I paid last year. Um, So, give or take, um, and and added on, the parking pass went from $50 to $100 for the 2022 season. So, that's another drastic increase um, that I was not looking forward to or... Um, was kind of shocked about it. and I think other season ticket holders were pretty shocked about that as well. So when we look at the vibes overall, like I said, there is, there's not much benefit that they were giving us last year or this upcoming season as of yet. If they change that, that may be a thing, but I honestly do not think they'll change it, meaning they've already kind of put out there the fact that they... Um, have released everything for the season ticket packages, and that's pretty much all there is to it. So being a season ticket holder is frustrating at times. Um, There is no doubt about it because it's just one of these things that we cannot essentially, we're spending a lot of money to go to these games, and no offense to the players. Again, the 2021 season was a disaster um, when it comes to the performance the vibes put out. Now again we've talked about this in previous episodes. But going into 2022 you're changing up your model for ticketing. And I, I mentioned this also on the last episode. of That this may not work out uh, in the long stretch. If they are going to continue the relationship or um, partnership with. The uh, Monclova Steelers essentially now give shout-out to the Monclova Steelers because this winter ball, they took home the championship. They played amazing. And if they could bring that baseball here, we may have something. But we also have to remember they are playing much older players, veterans in the game and some teams, and players that are thirsty to get in the Major League Baseball. Not saying these players aren't, but they are young so there's a big factor there um now to switch over to the uh, to the xfl um which was in 2020 i actually became a season ticket holder literally probably about a month and a half before kickoff this was such a last minute decision but it was well worth it and thankfully i got to enjoy it um I wanted to go to a game, at least one game, and by the time I realized how much it was to purchase a ticket, to fly, stay in a hotel, all that type of stuff, it was almost cheaper in the long run to just go to the full season when it came down to it, and sure enough, it it was. Um, Season tickets were super cheap, Um, I ended up uh, sitting in the tier 4 section, which was uh, the re- Dallas Renegades sideline in tier four and the total pr- package price for the um, five home games is one hundred and seventy five dollars, which is not bad at all. Um, But here here's what they offered for the founding season ticket members will enjoy these exclusive benefits, including VIP filled pass for one of the Renegades home Home games, limited time only. So basically, if you signed up by a certain date and bought your tickets, you got to go on the field during one of the games before it for warm-ups and got to talk to the players, watch them warm up, meet them as they walked off the field, and really experience the game from a different level. I still have video of this. Um, This was probably one of the most mind-blowing ordeals that I've ever been a part of. And this is really why I fell in love with the XFL is the fan camaraderie and that whole building that fan was so amazing. And I I do credit everyone in the XFL in 2020 uh, that made it such an amazing uh, time frame before COVID conveniently knocked it off. And I did get to go to three of those five games um, so thankfully, the Renegades did play at home um, three times before COVID hit. Um, but the season ticket price look for the first two seasons, so they are price locked for the first two seasons. Early access to the XFL's Football Advisory Network. This was an app they had that when you are in the stadium, you can actually like give them feedback on concessions and. What was working, what wasn't. And then in that first game in Dallas um, against the St. Louis Battlehawks, had to be the worst disaster I've ever been a part of. There was just so many people at this game, and they did not have all the concession stands open. So it was a disaster getting stuff, but it was, I think that was more on the planning part of the stadium. Um, They were not expecting the XFL to do well, from my knowledge. And it did very well, um, especially that first game um, in Dallas, in Fort Worth. But essentially, they also gave you 25% discount on merchandise at XFL.com. Exclusive Renegades game day access. So you got to be part of the pregame um, like celebration that most people did not get to be part of. That was pretty cool and then VIP renegades experiences throughout the year and priority status for playoff tickets and season ticket renewal. So if the XFL would have continued and the pandemic would have not hit us, I think there was quite a bit to essentially get out of being a season ticket holder. And I enjoyed it because I essentially would travel. um, As I mentioned earlier, I'd go from, uh, drive up to Denver get on a plane at five o'clock in the morning fly to Dallas and then get there around nine local time or whatnot go eat have breakfast travel around Dallas for a little bit um, I got to that first week I got to go to the um site of where uh, JFK uh, was assassinated at so that that was pretty cool i huge historian buff of like JFK and stuff growing up so that was quite a experience I got to have before the um, XFL game and then I went to the stadium and lucky enough I chose that that first game is where I wanted to go on the field because prior to that I had planned to do it in March when um, essentially Um, me and my wife and family were all gonna go to the game. The kids were all gonna go. We were gonna drive down to Dallas for my birthday. The game was uh, against the Seattle, um, Dragons. It was my wife's team, and we were gonna go to this game on around my birthday. It may have been on my birthday, come to think about it. But it was something massive that was gonna be so cool to go to. But I decided last minute to. Uh, let them know I wanted to go on the field that first game. And thank God I did because I would have not got to experience that with uh, COVID shutting XFL down. So it was quite a an experience of being an XFL season ticket holder. I think that's kind of been the top of any season ticket holder I've been a part of. Because it's not like with the Rocky Mountain vibes you get special access to the field and meet and greets and talking to the players. You get that as a fan. They do that as a fan thing of you buy a ticket any time and whatnot, so it's nothing special. Um Rocky Mountain Vibes usually did a um a like not picnic, but a event for breakfast, introducing a team in two thousand nineteen that was free food and then they did the fall classic, which was during the third World Series game, I believe it was, and that was the fall closing out for season ticket holders, and it's like a dinner, and you win vibe stuff and whatnot. Those are great experiences. Those are cool. You get free food, um, awesome events. But when you look at the XFL, I, I'm really hoping that um, Dwayne Rock Johnson, Danny Garcia, and Redbird Capo, and all these partners that they've already hired for these positions are looking at what they did in 2020 because it worked and there's still some news and I'll go over this. This will be about a segue into the final topic of the XFL news, but um, we don't know if the Dallas Renegades will be a team in next year in 2023 There's still some questions going on with that. Um, if there is not, um, Essentially, I was a a big fan of the Dallas Renegades, but then kind of really drew onto Houston Roughnecks as well. Those two teams were just awesome to watch and um, ended up actually doing a podcast for the XFL Texas Showdown or whatever they may have called it um, that was supposed to happen two times a year, but actually only happened once. And lucky enough, it was in Dallas, um, so I got to experience that as well during the three games I got to go to, um, which the Renegades did lose, I believe, all three of those games that I went to, so it really showed what being a Dallas fan was all about, at least then. Dallas Cowboys are doing pretty well now, but essentially, when you look at the overall um, aspect of being a season ticket holder, there are many benefits that... Essentially, you have to look into, um, if you are choosing to become a season ticket holder of the Rocky Mountain Vibes, of an XFL team next year, of a major league baseball team, an NHL, NBA, NFL, those are some expensive Expensive season tickets Um, when you get up to the professional level that I've never, ever been a part of. You also have college um, that you can be part of as well. Just look at different offers that they may have. And I really think that there is benefits out there for all season ticket holders that really give you an experience that you just don't get not having season tickets. And it really allows you to connect with the team and allows you to connect with the overall sport, um, whether it be football or baseball or hockey or whatnot. And that's the plus side to those type of things is that was what the XFL was all about. It's for the love of football, for the fans, for the players. And they did an excellent job. I, I get to give mad credit to Vince McMahon for the, uh, people he hired, including the commissioner of the league, Oliver Luck. Um, he will not be returning in 2023, but I, I was fortunate enough to actually get to meet him and talk to him in Dallas um, while I was there. And it's, it's just a great experience. I, I was really essentially heartbroken when XFL folded and it was so much I put into the league. I watched every single game I've, nearly watched every game on repeat for a very long time these are games that unlike any NFL games I cannot go back and watch I don't know what it is I once it's over the final score is over I don't care Um, I don't care to go back and watch a uh, Tennessee Titans game once it's over Um, being a Titans fan I, I could care less but the XFL really made it where it was a different different presentation of football and made it where, essentially, it was great for fan viewership. Whether you were at home or a season ticket holder or just went to a game, you got an experience that was unlike anything else. Was unlike um, going to an NFL game. I've gone to two so far in my life. I've gone to a Titans a Broncos game and a Ravens uh, Broncos game, and the experience is not that great. I, I felt really crappy. Um, at both games because the Titans got demolished. Or I went to three. Sorry, I went to two Titans games and a um Ravens game. But uh, all the all three games, the teams that we were going for, me and my wife lost against the Broncos. Um, we fortunately got to see Peyton Manning play. Uh, Demar Demarius Thomas, who recently passed away, got to see him play. So there's a lot of cool things that I've got to watch, but. The fan experience, if you're not a Broncos fan or in the NFL and you're at a visiting stadium, the experience is crap in my opinion. The fans are disgusting. They are salty, and I've even seen this at Rockies games. Um, I've seen it at Avalanche games. You name it, it's it—it's just a culture in some of these professional sports, and that definitely is not what I saw in Dallas, and I had not heard anything about other Cities that the XFL were in. I mean, we welcomed any fans that were there for um, essentially the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks or the New York Guardians, or again, the last game that, um, well, the New York Guardians were the last game that I got to go to before the league shut down, but then there was also the Houston Roughnecks game. And despite the fact of being a dirty rival, because Everybody hates Houston. Obviously, um, there's a lot of Houston Astro jokes going around during that game. But the overall aspect of that game was amazing. And I cannot wait to see what the XFL 3.0, if you want to call it that, um, comes out to actually have and to provide their fans with that same type of experience. I I understand there will be some changes. We may have... Um, Some different teams, which again leads me into a segue into the final topic of this episode. We're just over an hour. So let's go ahead and hop into that topic of what is in the news for the XFL over the past month. Um, And since I've really kind of talked about it, I've posted a lot on Instagram about the XFL and the breaking news that comes up. But let's go ahead and dive into those topics now. Some look at this place and only see a football field. But it's more than that. This is hallowed ground. This is an opportunity. To build a league of culture, passion and purpose. To live a dream. Our work is cut out for us, but we wouldn't have it any other way. This will be earned. We'll give it every last ounce of football-loving energy in the tank. And then we'll give it more. Our hearts. Our souls. This is for the players, the coaches, the cities, the fans. For stories untold. For potential unrealized. We are hungry. We are humble. And no one will outwork us. The XFL is back. Back for the love. Of football. All right, welcome back. That was a clip from last year after Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Danny Garcia, and Redbird Capital had purchased the XFL and had originally announced that it was returning in 2022, but then was delayed. Thankfully, I think it would have been too rushed. Um, but let's go ahead and get to these news topics that are pretty massive um, news for the XFL and potentially a look into what to expect over the next uh, couple uh, weeks slash months slash year. So back on December 2nd, just over about a month ago, it was dropped on Danny Garcia's Instagram account that she essentially – posted a photo of her and board members and Dwayne Rock Johnson at a table with a TV monitor in the back that had dates on it. These dates uh, indicated that June 18th, 2022, the XFL player combine will happen. Um, So we're just about six and a half months away from that. Uh, January 9th, 2023, the XFL training camp will start. And then, of course, February 18th, 2023 is the kickoff for the 2023 season of the XFL. So we are not that far away. I mean, 2021 went by pretty quick, even though looking back at some of the stuff that happened in 2021, it seems like it was forever ago. Um, But essentially... What we are also seeing is there was a second photo that was released where had a picture of Dwayne Rock, the Rock Johnson and Danny Garcia with mannequins wearing seven of the eight uh, XFL teams from the 2022 or 2020 season, um, which would indicate they are all returning, uh, minus the Houston Roughnecks because they had a copyright issue from the NFL um, with the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots due to the logos and the likeness of the team, was similar to both of the Titans and Patriots organizations. So we assumed at that point that seven of the eight teams were going to be returning, but that kind of got squashed a little bit uh, just this past week. Uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson, of course, who is co-owner of the uh, XFL uh, was on CNBC and announced that within the next two months, the XFL will get new cities and teams along with broadcast uh, partners being announced. So this is where it, it has been quiet for almost about nine, ten months since they bought the XFL out of bankruptcy. This happened back in August of uh, 2020. So it's been a a long road with no information. They tried to partner up with the, or align with the CFL, which is the Canadian Football League. That, those talks did not work. After those talks went away, that's when they then announced that the XFL season would not begin until 2023. Um, At that point, that was, I believe, back in June or July. And it made it seem like, oh great, we are in for a long haul. 2023 is so long away. And now we're only a year away from, a year and a month away from kickoff. So it's pretty big news. Um, It'll be interesting to see what cities do essentially keep their teams or what cities um, at this point, uh, new cities are in the fold along with teams. There's a lot of speculation out there of what teams are staying, what is not. I am not going to comment on that at this point. Um, We'll go into a discussion on the next episode uh, talking about spring football leagues and whatnot. And I'll go a little more de- in depth at that point. Um, but then the the last thing that we did see come out of the XFL this past week was uh, Danny Garcia, uh, or in the past two weeks, Danny Garcia w- held an interview, excuse me, in founder magazine and podcast where um, she is the cover of the um, founder F O U N D R magazine. She's the uh, cover for it, and in this article slash the podcast, she basically talked about how the XFL is their the biggest acquisition of her career, and she wanted to be part of the 2020 season, um, but said that the five weeks uh, that it did last due to COVID was. She was very pleased with what they put onto the field. Um, She says those five weeks um, and and ethos of what they captured and were able to put on the field in just five weeks was very exciting to her. Um, She said this is not just a property that you can uh, just change dramatically of how the game is played, but you need to honor it, um, but then also bring the elements of today and tomorrow up. Um, she said that uh, she has partners and so does Dwayne, who believe of how um, they both can see the side of the game and how their leadership will fall over. Uh, basically, she's trying to talk about how her leadership as a woman is falling over a male-dominated sport and kind of making the change there. Um, she said she you have to be obsessed to run a football league and that's what they all are. Uh, they are also bringing a skill set that no one in major league sports currently has um, to run a league or whatnot. Um, she is happy for 2023 and who they have on board for the XFL. Uh, the other uh, big point she made in this article is that they are looking um, at an opportunity um of strides of football in a or looking at a football league in a 360 viewpoint uh, multi-dimensional looking at everything that surrounds football and uh, taking responsibility for that Uh, garcia says so how are the athletes experiencing it how are the fans how are our partners sponsors our production partners and we have a very specific point of view on how the storytelling and the interaction and the and how the XFL should be experienced and not watched. Um, but the thing uh, she did state is that they had a big meeting in New York City last Monday. This would have most likely been uh, two weeks prior to Christmas. This meeting would have happened, and um, she basically states that this is her whole life has come to this, and this is the biggest achievement she's ever made. Of what is to come with the XFL. Um, she mentioned the universe of football. Is um, basically how the following needs to wrap around it. And throughout the university universe of football. The media, entertainment, expression, and live events. But the football being a catalyst to other experiences within that. You go into execution. Uh, she states how a the message of positively and healthy living carries over to the XFL where the Dwayne, the rock Johnson ZOA energy drink, um, could be a sponsor for it, um, based on that. So there's a lot to cover in that essential interview with the XFL. Um, but it, it just shows the passion that this group is putting into the XFL. And to be honest with you, I don't know how in the world it could fail. Um, like the 20, Uh, 2001 and 2020 versions did. Obviously, I I still do not think the 2020 season failed. It was shut down. And Vince McMahon did not want to lose a dime off of it, so he put it into bankruptcy and basically made sure to not lose any money off of it. I think he still did, but it wasn't as significant. So there's a lot to be told with that. Um, But I will be covering that in the next episode when I talk about spring football and how, in America, it is conceived as this, like, failure. It sucks. It's not there. I think the XFL in 2020 really changed that narrative um, perspective of it, even though people still think that because of COVID and it being shut down, that it was still a failure. And that is just not the case. So look forward to talking to all of you on that episode and you can hit the play button on that right after this one. But again, I appreciate everyone listening. If you have not already, please go like my Instagram account, um, like Twitter, follow me on Twitter and all social media outlets out there. I have a lot planned for uh, 2022 and what I am going to do for the grand slam podcast Um, And just expand it into more than just a podcast. So look forward to that. I appreciate if you are still listening after about an hour and 15 minutes of an episode. Thank you. And have a great New Year's. Safe. Healthy. And see you back here on the next episode. Thanks everyone. Bye bye.